Hello, my little chickadees. I am so excited to be telling you stories from the Book of Mormon this year. I was challenged by a friend to read the entire book during the month of December, and it was really hard for me to finish it sometimes because I wanted to do other things other than reading it or listening to it, but I stuck with it and finished it, and I am so grateful I did because it has gotten me even more excited to be telling the stories to you this year. So this week, we aren't starting the story of Nephi and his family just yet. We're going to take a moment to talk about the Book of Mormon itself. Maybe you've read the entire thing before, or maybe you've read it with your family before, or maybe you're not even really sure what the Book of Mormon is or why it's important, and that is okay. That is what we are going to talk about right now. So a few years ago... Maybe you remember studying the Old Testament for our Come Follow Me material. Do any of you remember the story of the young man named Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? If you can remember, they were all alive during the same time as the prophet Jeremiah, and they and some other noble families from Judah were captured by the Babylonians and taken out of Jerusalem to live with King Nebuchadnezzar. Well, at this very same time as all of that was happening, there was another very special family living in Jerusalem who had no idea what the Lord had in store for them. And I'm sure you've heard of this family before. The dad was Lehi, the mom was Sariah, and they had four sons and some daughters. And the sons' names were Laman, Lemuel, Nephi, and Sam. We'll be talking about them much more in the upcoming weeks. Well, the Lord knew that Jerusalem was going to be captured and destroyed by the Babylonians in a short amount of time. And he knew that there were some special records in Jerusalem that he did not want to have destroyed or fall into the hands of the Babylonians. So he had this very special family, Lehi's family, take them across the ocean to live in a land very far away from Jerusalem. Do you know what land that was? It was the Americas, North and Central and South America. After Lehi's family landed here, they made their own records and kept their own history over the course of hundreds of years. And back then, they didn't have any paper to write on. So do you know what they used? They had to carve or engrave their writings onto thin sheets of metal called plates. You see, records etched into metal could last for hundreds and hundreds of years, whereas anything they tried to write and save on, like clay or leaves or rocks, would just wash away or be destroyed. 
They would bind together the metal sheets and make what we would call journals or books. And they would pass these records from family to family, usually from son to son, over hundreds of years. Now, when Lehi's family landed in the Americas, Laman and Lemuel's families and friends and their younger brother Nephi's family and friends split up into two groups of people named the Nephites and Lamanites. And over time, the Lamanites killed all of the Nephites except for one man whose name was Moroni. He was the last Nephite to have the special records that had been passed down for hundreds of years, and he did not want the Lamanites to find the records and ruin them after he died. So he buried them deep in the ground on a hill called the Hill Cumorah. Do you know in which of the United States the Hill Cumorah is? It is in New York. Isn't that cool? Well, hundreds of years after Moroni had died and the Lamanite people had spread all over the American continent, the Lord decided that it was time for these records to be brought up out of the earth so that the people living on the earth could know what they said. Why do you think that those records were so important? There are many reasons, but let me tell you just two. First of all, the special records that had been written by the people on the American continent were no ordinary records. Oh no, not at all. They were very special records written by prophets who had special gifts from God. Gifts like the power to prophesy or to tell what was going to happen in the future. And gifts like revelation, which is, a, which is special direction and guidance from God. You see, they wrote down their prophecies and revelations, and of course God wanted his words about eternal life and his commandments to be made known to everyone living on the earth, but he had to keep them buried in the ground until the people living on the earth were ready for them. And it actually took one very specific and special man to be able to help God bring his words and teachings back to the people living on the earth, and we will get to talk about him quite a bit this year. I'll talk more about him in a minute, but first I want to share about the second reason these ancient records were so important. These records contained the true story of when Jesus Christ himself came to visit the people living in ancient America soon after he was resurrected. Some people in this world believe that the Bible is the only true record that talks about Jesus Christ. But these ancient records from America prove that that belief about the Bible is incorrect. If Jesus could have visited his friends and family in Jerusalem after he was resurrected, then why couldn't he have visited the people in America too? Well, just a moment ago, I mentioned one specific and special man who helped God bring forth this ancient record. Do you know what this man's name is? Yep, it's Joseph Smith. I'm sure you remember what happened to him when he was 14 years old. Remember, he prayed about which church to join and was visited by Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, who told him that there was no true church on the earth at that time and that he needed to wait for Jesus to restore his church to the earth. Well, do you know what happened to him one night when he was 17? 
He was praying to Heavenly Father in his bedroom, and suddenly the prophet Moroni appeared to him as an angel. Remember, Moroni was the last Nephite in America who buried the records in the Hill Cumorah. Well, God sent him to visit Joseph Smith to teach him about the records and tell him where he could find them. And thankfully, Joseph Smith lived super close to the Hill Cumorah in New York. Well, after years of waiting and years of visits from Moroni, Joseph Smith finally retrieved the records from the ground, which were written on gold plates. With God's help, he translated the ancient records into English and published them into the book called the Book of Mormon. By the way, Moroni's dad's name was Mormon, and he was the one who abridged a lot of the ancient records onto the gold plates. To abridge a story means to make it shorter, but still leave all of the important parts in. Since Moroni abridged the the records onto the gold plates, the translated record is now called the Book of Mormon. Well, a lot of people believed Joseph Smith's story about the plates, and a lot of people didn't. I think it was hard for people to believe Joseph Smith's words about the gold plates because not many people were actually allowed to see his plates. In fact, Joseph Smith was only allowed to show them to 11 other men. These men each wrote their own testimonies or their own witnesses about seeing the plate, about seeing the plates. And you can read their words in the beginning of the Book of Mormon if you want to. But even though these men have promised that their words are true, many, many, many people choose not to have faith in them. Which is, as you will learn, very unfortunate because the Book of Mormon is a beautiful and powerful book that can help you learn more about Jesus Christ and how to become even more like him if you have faith that the words are true. Now, do you want to hear something that Joseph Smith said about the Book of Mormon? He said that the book was the most correct book of any book on earth and also the keystone of our religion. A keystone is a stone at the very top of a stone arch that holds the arch together. If you take the keystone out of the arch, the entire arch crumbles. Maybe your mom or dad can show you a video of how a keystone works. Well, Joseph Smith said that the Book of Mormon is the keystone of our religion. So what do you think would happen to our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if the Book of Mormon suddenly disappeared one day? What if all the truths it taught about Jesus Christ were suddenly all gone, all forgotten? Perhaps you don't really know the answer to that question if you have never read the Book of Mormon before. So I think it would be a good question to ask yourself at the end of the year when we're done reading through the Book of Mormon. Hopefully by then you'll come to love it and feel deep, deep, deep in your heart that it is true and that it is important for the entire world to have and believe. Oh, there's one more thing Joseph Smith said. He said that anyone would get nearer to God by living according to the teachings in the Book of Mormon than by any other book. So here's a little word math for you today. You plus Living your life according to which book equals getting you closest to God. 
Well, chickadees, I promise you that if you learn to love and believe the stories in the Book of Mormon this year, and ask Heavenly Father if its stories and teachings are true, he will absolutely, positively, 100% delivery answer you. I promise you that with all my heart. And again, I'm so excited to share some of my favorite stories with you. I just love you all so much. Well, I hope that you all have a marvelous first week of 2024. And I'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye.